listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Conklin. In most of our episodes, we'll have a guest, a woman who is running on mission right where she's at. We pray this podcast leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news. Hello, hello. It's Motherhood and Mission Week here at the Go and Tell Gals podcast. We are talking all things motherhood and mission. We're talking about where they intersect and where God meets us in them. And we are talking to all different types of mothers, physical mothers, spiritual mothers. And today we have my friend Chalice, who is a foster mom and an adoptive mom. And she is wild and she is wonderful. And I have the privilege of getting to walk alongside of her. And so just excited for you to hear about her interesting, unique challenges and how God is meeting her in them. You'll be blessed. you what a treat each episode is and I always feel that way (laughs) and I just want to say today is no different but I also want to say today is a treat for me because I get to talk to my actual friend Chalice and so many of the women I talk to are my friends or are my acquaintances that I get to see every once in a while but it is my joy and honor to get to live life with Chalice and see her mother up close So thank you so much for taking time to talk to us and join us today on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. My actual joy. So I love you. I love your kids. I love mothering with you, beside you, watching you mother. Hmm. But I've never asked this question, and I haven't even asked this question to any of the moms so far on our podcast, Motherhood and Mission Week. But did you ever dream about being a mom? Did you dream about being a mom? Did you think... This is definitely for me. This is what I'll this is what I'll do. That's a funny question because I feel like a lot of my like foster parent friends kind of like happened into, you know, foster adoption, like, oh, and then God called me into it. But I can honestly say, like, since I was probably 16, 15, 16, I was like, I wanna be a mom. And I want to specifically be a mom to like vulnerable children. Like I want to be a mother to someone who doesn't have a mother. And so that's kind of always been my heart. And so I still felt surprised by motherhood and the way that God brought my girls to me. But I can honestly say it was a dream and a hope for a long time. And I see it in your life. I mean, you you were born to be a mom. Uh, when you mother is, I say this also about my sister, but it's like watching Adele sing. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, dang. It's like watching you do what you are meant to do. Oh. It's really, really, really beautiful. Well, it's super encouraging because I feel like when I became Aaliyah's mom, I was like, I think this is it. Like, I think I had forced different callings in my life. Like, oh, I feel like maybe God's telling me to do this. Maybe I'm supposed to go like serve overseas. And when I finally released to like pursue my girls and become their mother, it was like, oh, God has made me to do this. Like, yeah. this makes me come alive. And so... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that that's apparent and that, that. It is. It's funny. I sent you a text the other day, and I want to capture this just because this is good for all women in mission to know. When you are doing what you were made to do, it's appealing and it's magnetic. And I don't know if you remember, I just sent you this text a few weeks ago, but I found a time hop picture from 
two or three years ago mm-hmm. of a women's ministry event we had, and it was a picture of you and Aaliyah walking in to the mm-hmm. event, and that was the first time I had seen you, and I, somebody just happened to snap a picture of you guys walking in, and that night, mm-hmm. I was like, I want to know her. I want to be friends mm-hmm. with her, and so I sent you that text because it just felt like such a sweet fulfillment that however many, two or three years, I think it was two, that I was like, I get yeah. to know her now. I get to Oh man, and I feel that, and so that's just a good word for all of us when we're on mission. It it will be magnetic. People will want to draw closer. But hey, talk about how you became a mom. Talk a little bit about that and what that looked like. I have two little girls. Aaliyah is nine, and Myla is four, almost five, going on (laughs) sixteen. And as you know very well. Aaliyah has been with me for almost four years and Myla for about two and a half. So it's crazy like saying those numbers, those years, because I still feel like so new to this. And I'm like, Mm. oh, it's kind of been a while. It's kind of an unconventional foster care situation. I knew their biological family before the girls came into care. or I should say I knew of them. And yeah, I was just really moved by just the plight of this family and the really broken place that their mom was in and and needing help and and seeing kind of the direction this was going to go if I didn't intervene. Yeah, after almost eight months of just like knowing about these little girls and praying for them, finally, there was an opportunity for me to actually move. I was in Alabama and they were in South Carolina and everything was kind of coming to a head and they needed like a mom (laughs) in a way that their mom, their biological mom wasn't able to mother them. And so I said, yes. And I moved pretty quickly and I kind of became a mom overnight Yeah, and not overnight because I had been like anticipating it for a while, but then it happened very suddenly. Do you have snippets of moments? I mean, I think biological moms have these moments, but I would imagine they'd be even maybe more poignant for women who haven't birthed their kids, but do you have mm-hmm. moments where it just like flashes over you where you're like, I am a mom? <laughs> yes. Can you describe one? Like, I don't know. I, I just even like, I, I want to capture what that feels like in the spiritual because I perceive a lot of our listeners may not have biological children and may not ever have biological children, but they've mm-hmm. experienced that. And I want to say like, say it's beautiful. That's good. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, gosh, there's so many like little, little, I feel like honestly in a day I look at my girls and I'm like, do you just call me mom? Is this for real? Like, yeah. Are we really a family? How is this? This is, this is too good to be true. But I think it like hits me the most sometimes when I'm with Aaliyah and I hear her from a distance, like saying, my mom said, or my mom's over there. <laughs> I think just the weight of it all, because we do walk really closely with their biological mom. She's really dear to us and she's very involved in our lives. And so just the honor of like, I get to be a mom also, not I come in and now I'm the mom. But yeah, I think the weight of those moments where you just see like, wow, God has chosen to like form this unconventional family and give me the role of motherhood in a physical sense, but also really in a spiritual sense over these little girls and nurturing them and caring for them and providing for them. So I feel like it just hits me all the time. Also, because I had like dreamt for so long of being a mother and it was just kind of this far off like prayer, like, God, would you actually bring this to fruition? Like, would you actually allow me to walk with especially like daughters who mm. need to be mothered? And I mean, for years and years and years, it was just like this far off dream. And then like, we'll be eating dinner. And I'm like looking across the table at my children, like, here they are. <laughs> yeah. What is this? <laughs> okay, so, so what have been the hardest parts about fostering? about this mm. current season 
in it, through it, I know there's a lot of hard parts. So mm-hmm. like maybe what are some of the easiest to capture? So I think just kind of an easy one for me to go to and kind of acknowledge is just as a single foster mom, just knowing like the scope of my needs as a mother and my girl's needs with their trauma history and all sorts of other things at play is just, I can't do this alone. And (laughs) this like idol of independence that I have, like, I still fight that. Like I want to be able to do it alone. And so that's been hard, but it's been so kind of the Lord to like break that down in me and to show me like, I actually made a body that you're a part of my family Mm -hmm. and I want your belonging to them to become even greater. And so I'm going to require you to need them. And kind of going back to what's hard is just knowing, like, I know all moms feel this to a degree, but sometimes it feels like exacerbated in my life. And that like my girl's stories, like what they're carrying is so much more than I could ever tend to with my like love and tenderness. Like they need a savior. They need a God who can bring healing that I cannot. And so, yeah, just walking that line of being there for them, but knowing ultimately you got to go to Jesus with that baby. Like that's hard. It's good, but it's, oh, it's painful. And, okay, I want you to speak into that when you tell them, like, you've got to go to Jesus with that, (laughs) because this is one of my favorite things about your girls, is probably watching how your dependency on Jesus plays out in their lives. Hmm. What does that look like? I mean, I want to say some things, so I just get to see it, too, but... I'm like, oh, gosh, what do you see? No, in the best ways. I mean, I'll start, because, you know, we just laughed about this the other day. Your daughter, Aaliyah, is one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. I think she's private, so sorry you guys can't follow her. She's got 15 followers. Yeah, sorry. Later, you just wait, like, five or six years, and you'll all be blessed by her. But she's 11... Nine. Nine. Okay. Even, even better. She's nine (laughs) and she straight up preaches on Instagram. The other day we were at my house and I said, Hey girl, what's God teaching you lately? Now I wouldn't ask most nine-year-olds that to be totally honest. Like I have a nine-year-old and I wouldn't ask him that, but I a hundred percent knew I could ask her that and that she would have an answer. And just super casually without taking a breath, she said, he's telling me I need to preach. I was like, you are absolutely right. Um, But I see that as such a direct correlation to you letting her experience your dependency on him. Her seeing you go to him and need him and seeing him be enough and seeing him be more than enough that she sees like, I get to do the same. It's just really beautiful. So, I mean, are there other ways that you've seen that come out? Thank you. That's so humbling and encouraging. I think like when I stepped into this role with the girls, it was so clear how God had like said, like, go after these girls, pursue them. And so I kind of just said like, my yes is on the table, but here's my only clause. Like you have to be my husband and you have to be their father. Like that's the only way this is going to work. Yeah. So like you really, you have to lead us. You have to take care of us. We need you. And my goodness, he has made good on his end of the deal. (laughs) And so, yeah, you know, I think with my girls a lot, I just, I'm very honest with them. I I have my limits, but you have a very real father who wants to walk so closely with you. And so like with Allie, Aaliyah, for example, I'll like literally send her out the door and be like, go talk to God about that. Like, I, I can't, you gotta leave. Like, yeah. Go on a walk, ask him what he thinks about that. And, you know, in different ways, I, I really do encourage them. Like 
if they're coming to me for something, I feel like, well, have you, have you talked to God about it? Like, have you asked him what he thinks about that or um, what his heart is for that? And just to watch them press into that and then to be like, she'll come back and be like, yeah, God told me like, he's my protector. It's no big deal. Like I'm going to be okay. (laughs) And just watching my girls learn to like hear from God and it's increased my faith so much, you know, it's like, Oh, it's so much more simple for them. Like they go sit with God for a few minutes and they're like, yeah, we're good. I'm going to be okay. Yeah. But yeah, I think just pushing them towards like, he's your actual dad. He's not like a dad. Like he is, he's your father. You have full access to him just like you would if mommy was married, you know, even more so. Okay. What's been great about becoming their mom, about fostering adoption, the entire process, or what's great about it right now? Oh man, I love this question. Uh, I'm super biased, but I think I have the two actual best children on the planet. (laughs) I'm not sure that you don't. I'm going to be honest with you. They definitely give me a run for my money sometimes, but they are so, they're just dear. They're really, really incredible girls. Man, there's so much good about it. I think I can say about like what has been ultimately like good and so valuable to me in this like foster care journey is just it's been so hard. There's been a big shift in in the case legally right now where it looks like the girls actually will be with me in like a permanent custody situation, which is blowing my mind because it's been like almost four years of just holding them so loosely. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the very thing is it's like holding them loosely living each day with them. I feel like we have lived so much of our lives together, knowing that it's fleeting, knowing that they could leave and this could change very drastically. And our days together have the prognosis from like the courts has been that it's like very limited and our time's almost up. And so that's been like excruciating at times, but like the good of that is just like learning to live in the day to day and just treasuring them living like every day is your last. That's a real thing. And I certainly don't like do it perfectly, but it's funny because as we come into like this, like permanency of them, like coming into my custody, there's almost this part of me that's like, oh man, like, God, I want to keep living like this. Like, I want to keep living. Like this is just like a sacred time, you know? Anyway, that's more of like a serious answer, but I, <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's so much fun. There's so much good. I love, I always wanted to be a mom for little girls and they're just like a blast. But yeah, just in the more like sacred space of living every day together, like it's this gift of like, we get to be a family today and then we get to trust Jesus for tomorrow, you know? make sure you have heard about the new resource we have at goandtellgals.com and that is online classes. We listened to you guys and we heard what you needed and you said, listen, we love coaching, we love the e-courses, but we need something even smaller and even more tangible to help us learn. And so we have introduced our first three online classes this month. I am so excited about them. We've got one about using social media for the kingdom. We've got one on Bible literacy, which I'm going to be in the front online row taking notes. And we've got one about bringing peace home with my friend Kanisha. So make sure you have checked out those online classes. They're just $15 and it's a one hour class that you get to attend live. And if you can't make it live, you can watch the recording and then you can watch the recording and get those resources as long as there is an internet. 
the class will be available. So you get to watch it again and again and again, and we know it's gonna be an incredible resource to help you learn and help you grow and help you do what God has asked you to do. You can find those at goandtellgals.com backslash classes. fun like questions to to end it off are there any books you've read recently that have specifically encouraged you in your you know what actually no but we'll just end here oh boy motherhood is absolutely your mission i mean i think that there's a lie from the actual pit of hell <laughs> expressed mm-hmm. woman that says that you can be a good mom or you can be a woman on mission and to to be totally honest, I think I believe that lie a lot. Mm-hmm. But you are a woman on mission in your motherhood, and also you have mission outside of just your girls that you engage in, that you listen to God about, and that you see Him move in. And mm-hmm. I will just say, like, what's one thing you would say to any woman believing that lie that she can have one or the other? <laughs> what would I say to her? It's a lie. Mm-hmm. Being a mother has. I think the most profound thing about it is like, I've learned so much through being a mother about being a daughter and my belonging to God and my understanding of God as my father. I mean, my world has just been rocked by that being in this position of like giving maternal, like parental love Mm -hmm. to my girls. It's like, God, do you love me like this? Like what? (laughs) And so I think I would just say like, that affects every facet of my life in all of my relationships and the small group that I'm leading and the various other ways that God has called me to like be on mission for him in my city and in my life. It's definitely not one or the other, like everything, all the facets of my motherhood, as far as like service and Mm. building relationships with my girls and then like learning the heart of the father through extending the heart of a mother, like, Mm. man, (laughs) it's good stuff. Motherhood looks like so many different things and so many different seasons for different people. But if it's on your heart or if it's something that you're like afraid of, it's like, man, step into that with the Lord, knowing that he will like bring your mission and your at-home life. He will make it all flow into one beautiful thing where you're just learning these things together with him. Yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense, but. Yeah, that's good. Okay, we're not going to end on fluffy questions. That was just too important to hit. <laughs> I don't do well with fluff, so. <laughs> Good, great. Just hey, as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you have so many things on your plate, and I'm just grateful you took the time to share and let people hear what God's doing in and through you. I love you. I love you too, friend. Thank you so much. Thank you.